Hello, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. This is Emily and today we are joined by our guest Eva and I'm so excited because we're talking about all things meditation and we're talking about how mind, body, and spirit are so closely related and so if you're working on trying to improve your body and make that healthier but you're neglecting your spirit and your mind, well then are you really truly healthy? right? Like you're neglecting part of yourself. And so I love her approach to meditation. I love how simple she makes it, how powerful it is. And so if you're not really familiar with meditation, you know, it helps you bring awareness to your emotions. It helps bring emotions or bring awareness to your feelings. It helps with stress levels, patience, all of that. And if you have tried meditation before and you're like, oh, I've tried it. That didn't work for me. You know, my brain's too busy. Well, we debunk that myth and many others, we are making meditation as simple as possible, as effortless as possible. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn more in this episode and be sure to subscribe now so you get notified of all future episodes. Are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape? feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hi guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out division one athlete, turned stay at home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe, Girls Gone Healthy. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're joined by Eva and she's the host of the Healthy Sexy Strong podcast. She's a certified integrative nutrition health coach, personal trainer, mindfulness, and meditation teacher. She helps women who have tried everything and their battle with food and their body so they can finally live and love their life fully. Her primary focus is on empowering women to heal their relationship with themselves so you can understand how and why that's the foundation of their food, image, and extreme struggles. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here, Emily. Yeah, so I know that you have your own podcast as well, and I was listening to it a little bit, and you went from working in HR to now you're coaching almost everything. I'd love for you to walk us through your own journey with health and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was working in HR for about 15 years. It was basically all I did straight out of college. And about two years ago, I found myself completely burned out. I was working 60-hour weeks, commuting two hours a day. I had severe anxiety, depression. I was addicted to pills and caffeine. That was like the only way I could get through the day. And I was overall just really unhealthy. For me, the turning point was one day I passed out in my office from dehydration and exhaustion. And I realized that if I didn't drastically change my lifestyle, I was going to possibly die. And I have a son. I'm a single mom. His father died five years ago. And to think that I was being so irresponsible with my health that I could possibly not be here anymore for him was the biggest light bulb moment for me. So I started researching. And as you know, when it comes to getting healthy, there are so many overwhelming resources out there. So I didn't even know where to start or who to listen to. And I ended up hearing about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition on a podcast. And I just enrolled because I wanted to immerse myself in all things holistic health so that I could make my own educated 
decisions on how to approach my new health journey. And I learned best from total immersion. At this point, though, I was still working my corporate job. And the more I learned about getting healthy and the mind-body-spirit connection, the more I realized that I didn't want to keep sacrificing my joy and my peace at this soul-sucking job. So I made a really, really scary decision to leave. And I left. I ended up finishing up my certifications. And then I got into my personal training certification. And then I moved into my meditation teacher certifications and all of these things. And I realized that I went into HR because I've always just wanted to help people. I have a spirit of just serving and helping people. And I realized that I could also with all the information that I was I was learning, all the things that I learned through my own personal wellness journey, I could also help people get their mind, body, and spirit healthy. And that's so much more fulfilling for me. So through all of my my learning and my journey, I was able to stop, finally stop my emotional eating, which is a battle that I had ever since I was a child. And I was able to finally stop gaining and losing those same 20 pounds. And I was able to get off of all of my anxiety and depression and insomnia medications once I learned that there are healthier alternatives and holistic alternatives and just also that your mind and your body and your spirit are so closely connected that without one healthy, you just don't have overall health at all. So once I was able to get all that together, I was like, I have to show other people how to do this. I have to teach other people too. And mindfulness and meditation played a huge role in my whole entire health transformation as well. Yeah, that's such an incredible story too, because the tipping point for you is, you know, when you hit this exhaustion level and you're so dependent mm-hmm. on the caffeine, on pills, different things that when you decided to get a healthier lifestyle, you weren't like, oh, I need to focus on working out or I don't need to focus on nutrition. Right. You were like, no, I think every part of my life <laughs> needs a little bit of help, <laughs> which I think is yes. a great way to approach it because then you're not just looking for one thing to be a quick fix, but you're actually turning it into a lifestyle. So I think that's an awesome way that you got into it. And I love now that you're able to share it with everyone else. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so the reason that I would really like you to come on today and speak to everyone was because you do place such an importance on mental health and then also people healing their relationships with themselves. And I know that you think that meditation is a really important tool for this. So before we start talking about that, can you just talk to us about what exactly is meditation? Yes, absolutely. So simply put, meditation is an approach to training our minds. So similar to the way that fitness is an approach to training our body. So it's not mind control. A lot of people think it is. It's not. Um, It's just training. And meditation builds awareness of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your bodily sensations. And as you develop your awareness, this leads to improvements in so many other areas of your life, including focus, decision-making, patience, and stress reduction. So it's a mental process that leads to a state of awareness and brings about positive feelings and emotions. So truly, whatever we do with an awareness is considered meditation. I think a lot of times people just overcomplicate it or they get really um, intimidated by the idea that meditation has to look a certain way or has to feel a certain way. And I'm all about debunking that. And it's it can be as simple as you need it to be, and it can be as complicated as you need it to be. But it works for everyone as long as you don't 
start and quit. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, I tried it once and I hated it. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's the same as when you go to the gym. You try it once, do you get the results right away? No, <laughs> you got to keep going. That's so interesting too, how just simply you can make it. It's just meditation is bringing awareness to how you're feeling. Because you're right, I think people do complicate it a lot because nowadays meditation is talked a lot about more you know it's more normalized to meditate but people still don't know what that means I think it's still given the idea they have to sit in a space and you know you have to look the part Mm -hmm. and that's just not true nope (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I know that a lot of people start and they you know they're like okay I'm gonna meditate and they'll sit down for maybe like 30 seconds and they're like I can't do this I can't like turn off my brain I don't know how to meditate How do you recommend people first get started? Yes. So I hear this all the time. And honestly, I used to think the same thing. I was like, listen, I'm busy and I don't have time to turn off my brain. (laughs) Like that was my thing. And and here's the thing, though, what I learned and and another reason why I had to become a meditation teacher to learn this because I have to totally immerse myself. But what I learned is that, you know, as long as we're alive and we have a mind, we're always going to have thoughts. There's no way to turn off your thoughts, right? The average person has about 60,000 thoughts per day. So the point of meditation is not to turn off your thoughts or your feelings or to control anything. You're simply learning to observe them without judgment. And the more you practice, the more you start to better understand your thoughts and your feelings. So when people say, I can't meditate because I have too much on my mind, my response is always, that's exactly why you should meditate because you have too much on your mind. And so meditation is going to help you focus and it's going to increase your mental awareness so that you can be more productive, more creative, more mindful. And this bleeds into every other aspect and every other area of your life that makes you just a better human being, right? And so what I always recommend is to start really, really simple and just keep coming back to your one point of focus, which generally is your breath. And every time a pop come, uh, every time a thought pops up, instead of getting frustrated with yourself or judging it or whatever the case is, just acknowledge it. Acknowledge the thought, you know, think of it like clouds passing you in the sky. And it's just, you're just thinking, oh, hey, there's a thought. I see you. I acknowledge you. Thank you. Next. Right. And then just go back to your breathing. And what I teach beginners, especially, is, is like I said a little bit ago, keep it very, very simple. Because when we overcomplicate it, it's, it's more likely that we're not, you're just not going to get around to it. Right. So I'm all about simplicity. You don't have to sit in lotus pose for 30 minutes. You don't have to detach from reality. You don't need candles. You don't need crystals. You don't need to wear a white robe. <laughs> you know, all you need is a few minutes of quiet time where you can just go within and it's a practice not a destination so just like any other skill just like any other muscle you need consistency and patience and give yourself that grace and that kindness that you're learning and it's going to take some time but you will reap the benefits as long as you don't stop before you get there yeah so it's not something where you're going to see the results right away it is a practice they have to work on And then I really like that you mentioned too that, you know, we have so many thoughts per day and you're going to have thoughts as you're meditating, but it's just not allowing yourself to dwell on the thoughts. And so it's kind of like acknowledging it, as you said, and then letting it pass. And then that's the practice that you can take into your daily life, you know, when you have a small negative 
anything happen to you throughout the day, like someone cuts you off in traffic, you know, it's not something you dwell on. And if you practice that in the comfort of when you're meditating, then you can actually start applying it to the rest of your life. Yes. Absolutely. Because I used to be, you know, I always tell people this. Um, I used to be the most high strung, just anxiety, just type A, like, no, it has to be like this my way. I used to be that person. And when people, people that knew me back then and know me there and, and they see me now, they're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? I'm like, I learned how to meditate. <laughs> I learned how to control my emotions and tap into my Zen because it, it's true. It, anyone can do it and it can change you so quickly if you stick to it. But it's that's like one of the biggest benefits that I've seen is just that it was I was able to learn how to not let my thoughts and emotions control me. And when we learn how to do that, your life changes. Because like you said, someone cuts you off, someone's rude to you, whatever it is, you can just say, okay, you know what? I, I'm not going to react. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to react. I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to go within and I'm going to let this pass. And there's so much power that I think people don't understand. Sometimes there's so much power there. And that's why I think meditation is is just so life changing. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I've started to notice the change a little bit, too. So I don't meditate as consistently as I'd like to. But I did start getting into it a lot the past few months. And the thing that really jumped out at me of why I wanted to is I was reading this book. And it was saying, like, have you ever told yourself, like, after snapping at someone, you're like, oh, I only said that because I was angry or I didn't mean that I was just angry at the time. And they're talking about how if you focus on meditating and you're able to control your emotions more, then you're just acting like your true self more. And that was a huge light bulb moment of me of like, oh, wow, this has just been me allowing my emotions to speak for me. And now I am just, you know, more authentic. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And that's, and I think that's what I think people sometimes forget. It's just, it's, it's not a switch and it doesn't happen overnight and all of this stuff. So that's, I think why people get frustrated with it. But once you kind of arrive at that place of being able to just say, just taking that beat, you know, just taking that one extra second before you react, before you respond, that's where the magic starts to happen versus being just super reactive. And, you know, I have to always have the answer right now, right this minute. You start to really learn that once you quiet yourself on the inside, everything comes alive because now you're more intuitive. Now you're listening more to like, how does this actually feel for me? What's my body telling me? It just gives you so much more, um, so much more awareness of you. And then you're able to, to, to just show up in a, in a more, I think in a more positive way, basically. I love that. I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit now about how you incorporate it in your life? Is this something that you have scheduled in of every morning you meditate or is it something more fluid? Can you show us what it is like in your life? Sure. So I'm I'm not very good with like structure. So for me, it's like if, if I had to um, schedule it, I would probably be like, oh, and it's, it's kind of takes the magic out of it. So what I normally do is I try to meditate twice a day in the morning and, and right before I go to bed. But it doesn't always happen as soon as I wake up in the morning. And it doesn't always happen like at 10 o'clock at night. Right. It just it depends on I'm, I'm very much I go with the flow a, a lot of the times in my life. So as long as I get it in, um, that's all I need to do. And for me also, I I don't meditate for long periods of time. I always tell people, especially beginners, all you need is five minutes and 
everybody has five minutes in the day. The busiest person in the world has five minutes. All you need is five minutes to focus on your breathing and to really go within. And so for me, it's, you know, five minutes in the morning, maybe a little bit longer in the evening. Every now and again, if I have something come up, for example, before our, our interview, um, I meditated a little bit. So I was like, let me just make sure that I just calm. Not that I was nervous, but I just didn't want to have like this, like super just like um, jumping out there energy because sometimes I can get, I can talk really fast. I was like, I don't want to talk fast. <laughs> I want to stay focused. So I did a quick like five minute breathing meditation. It just helps to just center me and ground me. So um, throughout the day, I might just take a take a few minutes and, and just focus on my breathing a little bit. But I try to do at least twice a day. And, and if I skip a day if it's just a really busy day it's okay it's I always tell people it's like it's just like if you skip a day at the gym it's all right just you know just pick back up you know if you mess up your diet it's okay it's not the end of the world sometimes we just we beat ourselves up so much we're so hard on ourselves it's like I didn't get it done and I didn't do enough minutes you know and it's like it's okay as long as you approach it with just the the kindness to yourself and with intention that's all that matters so for me, I do like twice a day, at least five minutes. I've never been someone, and I say this all the time, I've never been someone that can just like sit for an hour and meditate. It's, I don't have the patience for it, even to this day. <laughs> I can't do it. For me, I think the longest I've gone was maybe 45 minutes and it was in a class. So um, it doesn't have to be anything um, just extraordinary, as long as you're just respecting your, your body and you're respecting your, your spirit with just saying, I'm going to give myself five minutes. That's it. You know, if you need more time, you need more time. If you can only get a couple minutes in of just focusing on your breath, that's perfect. You know, that's perfect. So for me, I don't I don't follow anything very, very strict. But as long as I get it in at least once a day, ideally twice, I'm good to go. Yeah, it's like the type of thing where you're like, okay, I can't mess this up. You know, (laughs) if you're just, you know, you can include it at any part of your day, whenever you feel like it, however long you want, like, there's no rules. (laughs) There, There really aren't. Yeah. And so I was wondering if you could talk to us about some different types of meditation. I'm sure that there's so many, but maybe some that you recommend either for beginners or that you've had success with just going into those? Sure. Yeah. Like you said, there are so many, so many different types of meditation. And that's actually what I love about it because that means there's a spa- there's a style for everybody, right? But if we, if we really, really break it down, we can divide them into two basic types and that's focused and objectless. So during a focused meditation, we turn our attention to a particular object. Usually it's our breath or a mantra or we're being guided, you know, in a guided meditation. With objectless meditation, we just tune into the quiet space in our mind. Focus meditations are a little bit easier to get started with. So I always recommend starting with a focus meditation. Um, and guided meditations are a really, really great way. There's so many apps and there's so, a lot of them are free. Um, that's a really great way I always tell beginners to get started with, just to get your mind um just acclimated with what it should, what it sounds like and what it feels like. Some of the more popular ones, obviously guided meditations, there's also mantra meditations, chakra meditations, if you're into, you know, balancing chakras, there's sound bath meditations, which are super cool, where there's just um, someone playing on on different um, sound bowls and making different sounds. It's really great. It's actually something that a lot of my friends that are creative, that are singers and performers and dancers, they love sound bath meditations. There's uh, med- mindfulness meditations. There's loving kindness meditation, which was 
becoming really popular over the past few months with all of just like the global consciousness things that and all of the stuff that's been coming up lately. And um, and there's also yoga meditation. So people that do yoga, they that sometimes goes hand in hand with learning how to meditate as well, um, but doesn't have to be the case. But yeah, there's there's something for everybody. And that's why I always say try a few different different methods and it you may not like this one but you may prefer the other one but just keep trying it's just like with vegetables I think like you know there's there's a vegetable for everybody <laughs> and I used to be again one of those people was like I hate vegetables but you know there's something for everybody and it's the same thing with meditation yeah that is great advice too because I remember when I started hearing about it a lot I was like oh I'll just download one of the apps which is usually guided meditation and it just it did not click for me I like I would end up thinking about it almost like as a song where I would just tune it out and so for the longest time I was super not against meditation but I was like oh this doesn't work for me but then I shifted a little bit because I started yoga so we would do meditation at the end and that was a lot more focused and mantra based and I loved that because every time your mind would start to wander I was like no 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 focus on the mantra focus on the word of the day and it was something super concrete that I was like okay this is like what I should be doing and it felt a lot more like constructive for me of like what I should be focusing around so yeah there's definitely a different way for everyone and then I actually took your meditation quiz and I got the response loving kindness meditation so is that just like a focus like my focus should be on loving and kindness or is that a separate type so with loving kindness meditation, it's really about, it's twofold. So it's about being loving and kind to yourself because a lot of the times um, we can be our own worst enemy, right? And so it's it's very much focused on self-love, which is why I love the loving kindness one. But it's also, the flip side of that is also showing loving kindness to others. And it helps you open up your ability to be uh, compassionate to other people. So it's, it's one of those things where you're holding a mirror to yourself and away from yourself at the same time. So you're giving yourself love, you're giving yourself kindness, you're giving yourself compassion, and then you're able to, with your cup full now, now you're able to share the same thing with those around you and send love to people, whether you know them or not, send love out to the world. And and that's something that really helps us with our our just being empathic, being a little bit more compassionate, being a little bit more connected with other people. So it's it's actually one of my favorites to do as well, especially if you're if you're having like a bad day and it's just like everyone's getting on my nerves today. <laughs> That's like a perfect time to do a loving kindness meditation because it's like let's 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 strip it all the way back down to we are all humans. We are all one. We are all connected and that that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that is a perfect one for me too, because, you know, with this podcast, like I want to put myself out there to be a light, to be encouragement, to be empowering to others. And so if I don't have kindness for them, it's like, okay, well, I'm probably going to be doing bad at my job. So I think that is a great focus that I should be working on. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. And so my last question for you is just, What do you recommend your clients when they first get started of how they can start to make this a daily practice? So I always tell my clients, you know, again, keep it as simple as possible, right? Keep it as as simple. If all you have is five minutes, then that's your five minutes. If you don't have 
a, a special, you know, little corner of your room where you can make it special. That's okay. Some people will go all out and have a, a cushion and candles and a little altar. And that's wonderful. And if that drives you and if that makes you feel good, do it. If you like having sage and burning oils and all of that, do it, right? Like do whatever feels good. I'm all about do what feels good. Don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. But if you don't, or if you're not sure, it's okay too. Just find a quiet space. It could be your bathroom. You know, it could be in your bathtub. Like some people that live in small spaces and have children, they tell me, they're like, Eva, I sit in my bathtub for five minutes and I just breathe. And I'm like, that's amazing. You know, so I always say, make it as effortless as possible. If you're the type of person that needs to schedule things, schedule it. Sure. I'm not everyone is a bohemian free spirit like me. So, you know, if it, if it works for you to put it in your calendar and say at 9am or at 9pm, I'm taking these five minutes just to myself, then do that. But I always just say, make it as, as simple as possible so that it becomes a habit for you and not a chore. And then I also always recommend just starting with as little time as you have the capacity for So if it's just five minutes, great. If you have 10 to spare, even better. But it doesn't, I would never say, oh, this person meditated longer than you, so they're doing a better job. Because no, it just depends on you. The only thing that really truly matters when you're meditating is your intention and your willingness to want to do it. You know, you can sit there for five minutes and your mind can race the entire time, but you were breathing deep belly breaths. You did a great job. You know, and so I, I always want to encourage beginners, especially it's it's not going to feel intuitive in the very beginning. If you've never done it before, it's going to feel a little weird or it's going to feel like nothing. It's going to feel like when you drink water and it doesn't taste like anything. And it's like it doesn't taste like anything. You know, it's going to feel very um, it could be very bland. It could be boring. It could be a lot of things right in the very beginning. But just like any other habit, just like anything else that you may be training yourself to do or trying to learn to do, as long as you're consistent, as long as you don't do it one time and give up or do it every other Tuesday, (laughs) you know, uh, once a week, you know, as long as you don't try it that way, think of it like when you're going to to work out, when you're going to the gym, when you're trying to start a new, um, a new way to eat, right. Has to be consistent. And everybody has five minutes. You have five minutes. I have five minutes. Just start with five minutes of just focusing on your breath. Try a couple of different things, whether it's, you know, you didn't like guided meditations. Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know, that's okay. You know, but you will find one as long as you don't give up, you will find something that works. People that really like um, affirmations, tend to really gravitate towards mantra meditations, the I am's, the om, you know, it's, it's just, there's just so many opportunities and possibilities for you as long as you don't give up. So I say, you know, start with something very simple, just carve out five minutes to start with and just get comfortable. You don't have to sit with your legs crossed. You don't have to do anything. You can lay down, you can sit in a chair, you can sit in your bed, you can lay in your bed, you know, anywhere. Like it doesn't have to be this strict practice. It just needs to be consistent and you just need to want to do it. And I promise it'll become more and more second nature. And then what the magic happens is your body and your mind and your spirit starts to crave it. And that's the most beautiful part. I love that. And that's an amazing comparison to you comparing meditation to water. 
because it is like, you know, water is nothing. It tastes like nothing. You're like, how is this even helping me? But we know that we like need it. And the same thing kind of goes with meditation, especially at first you sit down for five minutes, you're focusing on your breath and you're like, did that do anything? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're like, am I a changed person now? Like, (laughs) and you know, it just like, doesn't really, you know, it's not a magical moment. It's not like you're going to write in your calendar, like today is the day that I started meditating. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're not going to feel it all at once, but yeah, it's a great comparison to water. I think I'm going to start using that. Okay, you got it. (laughs) And so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to give you the floor now to talk about where people can find you and how they can work with you. Thank you so much. So, yeah, so I have a podcast. It's called the Healthy, Sexy, Strong Podcast. I deliver content every week. It is basically about holistic health, um, basically different topics about just how we can be the healthiest, sexiest, strongest version of ourselves. And I put a really, really big emphasis on us uh, prioritizing our self-care because that's just it's so important and it's so critical. And so many of us, we are so busy serving other people that we forget about ourselves. So uh, that's what my podcast is about. And then I also uh, my my, my website is eva.fit where you can basically see, you know, it takes you to all of my different podcasts and all of my content. But I do have, as you mentioned, a meditation quiz and it's a really simple quiz. It's like literally one minute. I put gifs in it just to make it fun and funny because again, I just want to take away this like seriousness and this like, oh, you have to be very strict about meditating and just let people understand that it is so unique and so diverse and it can be fun and it can be life-changing. And if you take the quiz and you sign up, you know, just give me your, your email address. I'll send you a guided meditation in your specific style. So the quiz is called what style of meditation is best for your personality because we're all so very unique and then once you get your results you'll see kind of like Emily saw hers is loving kindness um, you'll see what your what your ideal style is and you'll get a free audio from me and then you can continue to just um, to just explore and just it'll open up just so many different things for you once you start to see the different types of meditation and I'll also send you some tips on how to make it a consistent practice and everything but yeah that's pretty much me in a nutshell awesome I will include the link below and Definitely, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to get started, I don't know how, go get her free meditations, go find her podcast where you can deep dive into this a little bit more. This was just the surface on how to get started. So thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in. If you found value from this episode, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, please make it your Instagram story, start spreading the word. The support means so much. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast, at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi, come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.